Habanera Hoops. I'm Adam Klepsig, joined by co-host Michael Guyman. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. All right. Today, we're going to go over week 15 in fantasy basketball. We're going to preview week 16 in fantasy basketball. Going to go over the top 20 players of the past week, some waiver wire free agency additions that may help your team. Going to hand out our weekly awards and also discuss uh, injury news. All right, let's not waste any more time. Let's hop right into the first segment, top 20 players of the past week. All right, now we're going to go over the top 20 performers of the past week. Best performer of the past week was Carl Anthony Towns, the cat. Meow. Uh, putting up just some ridiculous numbers. Yeah, this past week he averaged you uh, 29 points, 2 blocks, 2 steals, uh, 13 rebounds, 2 threes, while shooting 93% from the line and 54% from the field goal. So, I mean, from the center position too, and uh, with Davis out, he was definitely not only the best center performing over the past week, but overall the best fantasy player. Just kind of got you everything around, even 5 assists. Yeah, great stuff from Towns, uh, as we have came to see all year. All right, the next performer, uh, second best performer of the past week is Tobias Harris, the L.A. Clippers. Great stuff from Toby, a player that a lot of guys got in the fourth round or later, and just a monster week from him. Yeah, just getting points overall, getting great field goal percentage. Uh, he's getting good assist numbers, rebounds, and... Um, Lou Williams has been healthy. Patrick Beverly has been healthy. No one's really been injured too much, except for uh, Gallinari. I think uh, that might be helping Tobias a little bit as far as touches. They play around the same forward position. So there could be a reason why Tobias Harris is literally the second best player of the week. It's a little bit surprised to some of us. I mean, he's a good player, but for the second, beating players like Embiid and Giannis, he's definitely benefiting off of uh, Gallinari, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, that Gallinari injury definitely has to play a role. And uh, given Gallinari's injury history, Tobias Harris, if you've got him, you know, you got to be hoping that Gallinari takes his time coming back. And you never know, there could always be another injury to him in the future. All right, next player, third best player of the past week is Paul George of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's not slowing down on scoring. The past week he's averaged 30 points. I'm still getting his career average in two and a half steals, uh, giving you five assists, almost eight rebounds, over four threes. He's just a scoring machine. He's getting you boards. He's shooting at a high volume, high good percent, both from the line and the field goal. Uh, he is ranked second as far as small, small forward. And, of course, if we haven't all realized by now, Paul George is the best player on the Oklahoma City Thunder. All right, and the next player that should come as a surprise to absolutely no one is James Harden, fourth best player of the past week, Houston Rockets. Um, again, his scoring, just like Paul George, they're not slowing down. I mean, Harden's averaging 44, over 44 points per game in the last week. So if he's giving you 32 points in a night, you're, that's below his average. His season's over 36, so he's not slowing down that while giving you two steals. 
over seven rebounds and almost five three-pointers a game. Uh, Chris Ball came back uh, tonight. This is Sunday. And James Harden still dropped 40. So that's another discussion for another time. But Harden's still eating. Yeah, good to see Harden eat with the return of Chris Paul. And the next player, fifth best player of the past week, is Mike Conley. Uh, Conley, he's doing well. He's getting a lot more assists. He's averaging six in the season, but his past couple games, he's gotten you nine, 11. He had one bad game where he got you one assist, but during that, he gave you 31 points. So Conley's definitely over expectations when people drafted him earlier this year, especially with last year being injured so much. I mean, throughout the whole season, practically. Um, Conley's definitely surprised, and he's even getting rebounds now as a guard. Yeah, and it's nice to see Conley uh, really staying healthy for most of the year. I know there's been a few small injuries, but overall, great bill of health for Conley, and we'd all like to see that continue. Next best player is an interesting guy, definitely the beneficiary of some injuries, and we will be discussing him as a good short-term option in the waiver wire free agency segment, but it is Jaleel Okafor of the New Orleans Pelicans, sixth best player the past week. If uh, you're starting Monday and you're not, if he is on your free agency, he needs to be picked up. There has to be someone you have to drop to get him. His last week, he's averaging 20 points, 10, 11 rebounds, and three blocks. I know Davis is not going to be out for a month, and this is looking closer to like a week or two now. But for the time being, Julio Okafor is getting minutes. He shows zero signs signs of slowing down. His, even a field goal, he's like getting 80, 75% from high-volume shots. He's getting a lot of points. He's got to pick him up. Yeah, great stuff from Okafor. Next player, seventh best player of the past week is Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers. Nothing much to say here. It's kind of doing his own things, getting 28 points, five rebounds, six assists, over two steals. That's probably why we're seeing Lillard climb up a little bit more than usual, but he is ranked as the number one point guard as far as position ranking according to ESPN rankings. But uh, nothing too surprising. He's just having a slightly above average week. Yeah, and those steals are definitely it. You know, guy that normally only averages a steal per game getting over two, that's going to give him a huge boost. All right, next player, the eighth best player of the past week is Nikola Vucevic, Orlando Magic. Keeps being the most underrated player, I'd say, as far as the whole fantasy draft. Anyone that had anyone competitive in their league would say that he would be the steal of the draft. His last past week... He gets you two blocks, 26 points, and over 12 rebounds with a three-pointer. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, great stuff. Vucevic's been the epitome of consistency yes. all year. All right, and the next player, the ninth best player of the past week, is Drew Holiday, New Orleans Pelicans. A lot of Pelicans in the list this week. Yeah, Davis being out, um, Drew Holiday, he's averaging eight rebounds this past week. He normally averages five. So I know it's only three rebounds. doesn't sound like a lot, but, I mean, if they play three times a week, you know, that adds up. Um, but throughout the week, he's giving you over 25 points, over a steal, uh, seven assists, eight rebounds like we just talked about, 30, playing 37 minutes, um, just like a season average. Drew Holiday's been great. He's been He's filling the role really well in uh, New Orleans with Davis being out. And he's nothing shy, but great, yeah. Shooting a lot. 
Yep, and Drew Holiday's been fantastic all year. If you got him in anything later than the second round, then you got a steal. All right, and the next player, 10th best player of the past week, this man does it again. It's Yusuf Nurkic, Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, nothing much here. Just getting you double doubles. If not, nine rebounds, not 10. No big deal. When he does that, he gives you two or three blocks uh, while giving you a decent amount of assists and shooting great field goal. Um, he's just really efficient, and he makes his top 20 again. And one thing that's really been pushing Nurkic up this year is he is no longer a punt free throw guy. That was one thing that killed him in the past was that atrocious free throw percentage. But he has really got it in check this year. And as a result, he is a top 40 player on the season and a top 10 player last week. All right, the next player, 11th best player the past week is Mark Gasol of the Memphis Grizzlies. With 18 points and 10 rebounds, it's automatically double-double. But he's given you over five assists a game, too while knocking down almost two three-pointers. All that while shooting over 50% from the field and 72% from the line. That's just efficient. He makes a top 20, Marcus All, center only. He's great. Yep, and he's been a solid guy all year. Oh, yeah. All right, and the next player, 12th best player of the past week, another guy we're going to talk about in the waiver wire free agency section is Kelly Oubre Jr., Phoenix Suns. What's surprising is um, on the season, he gives you 13 points. Lately, he's been getting slightly over 15 points. Okay, cool, no big deal. But this last week, he's giving you t- over two blocks and over a steal. Like, that is so significant, and it doesn't matter how you're playing fantasy. Like, those defensive stats, you can't just come by those. But two and one, the past week, on top of that, five rebounds and two three-pointers, averaging over 30 minutes. Kelly Oubre, we're going to talk about him later. Yeah, great stuff from Kelly Oubre. And uh, now with DeAnthony Melton out for a few weeks, we might see more of Devin Booker at the point guard, which opens up more minutes at the wings for guys like Kelly Oubre and Josh Jackson. All right, next player, 13th best player of the past week is C.J. McCollum, Portland Trailblazers. I know Lillard did rest one day, so that definitely helped out McCollum's overall average. But this past week, he's gotten into over 23, uh, about five assists, five rebounds. But he's gotten almost four three-pointers a game. So I think his up usage and beyond the arc has uh, taken his role up a little bit more this past. And he's he got a triple-double uh, the one time when uh, Lillard set out. So whenever Lillard looks like he might rest down the stretch, if you have McCollum, Pay extra attention to him. They'll definitely take advantage of him and giving him more touches and getting more experience. And when that happens, well, he got a triple-double. So, he's yeah. good. Really great to see that from McCollum because he looked like a guy who'd been taking a step back this year. Um, but with performances like these, he looks to be back on track. Next guy, an absolute monster. No surprise here. 14th best player of the past week, Nikola Jokic, Denver Nuggets. Yeah, 14, I'm kind of surprised he's not a little higher. I mean, he had 30 points, a a steal and a half, eight assists. Wait, oh, 20 rebounds. Yeah, so he averaged 20 rebounds the past week, and he's at 14 and over three with the center guy. We kind of need to touch into that later, I think. But, uh, yeah, so he averaged uh, 20 and 30 the past week. So he had Jokic, and he was suspended for a game. 
And that's what he still averaged. Oh, we need to get in that later. Wow. 20 rebounds and 30 points. He is positioned ranked two. He's a superstar. Absolutely. And uh, great percentages, too. Shooting uh, 51% from the floor and 93% from the line. Like That's like top five. Wait, what's happening right now? Well... Not that he didn't do well, but just some of these other performances have been just ridiculous. Yeah, like coming up, we have uh, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, 15th best player of the past week, Kyrie Irving, Boston Celtics. Just some insane stuff. And there's going to be an eye-popping number on Kyrie Irving's line, just like the 20 rebounds on Jokic. Yeah, so you think of double-doubles, you think, you know, rebounds. Kyrie's getting 29 points, 10 assists. So there's your double level. Oh, on top of that, five steals. Five steals he's averaging this past week. Now, granted, he had one game where he had eight. But on top of that, you're still getting two, one here and there. And when he got zero steals one game, oh, excuse me, he had 38 points and 11 assists on top of seven rebounds. So he kind of makes up with what he lacks in one night of not getting a steal. Yeah, and the increase in steals has been a big driver for Kyrie's value this year. It's a category he hasn't been that great at traditionally. On the year, 1.7 steals. And, yeah, that five steals a week, that's just indicative of the change that Kyrie has made in his game. Also a nice little bump in minutes over the past week, 37 minutes a game. Great to see those minutes. Um all right, and the next player, 16th best player of the past week, Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors. It's funny because he's a top 10 player, as we all know, arguably top five. And uh, this past week, he did below his season average in almost everything. And yet he's still making top 20 value. And he did below his season average. I mean, he had 24 points, six assists, four rebounds, slightly over three three-pointers. And yet he averages more over the season, and we're still talking about him. So if that doesn't show you good value, I don't know what does. We're talking about technically an off week, and yet we're still talking about how great he is. Yeah, great stuff for Curry, and he's been great all year. Um, Next player, 17th best player of the past week, another guy we're going to talk about in the free agency waiver wire section. That's Dwayne Dedman. Weird spelling for Dwayne, but, you know, you do you. Dwayne Dedman of the Atlanta Hawks. I think it's mostly defensive stats. He's getting 16 points, a block, uh, a steal and a half, and a little over six rebounds. He's uh, shooting well in field goal, but um, not getting the minutes you'd want. But he's giving you that almost two steals in a block a game. So his value's there. Two threes from the center position, too, ah, is always true. really nice. Very correct. Especially when it's not killing that field goal percentage. And a great free throw shooter for a big man as well, over 80%. All right, and the next player, the 18th best player of the past week, LaMarcus Aldridge, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, he's another walking double-double, gets you almost two blocks. He's shooting over 56% from the field goal. 82% from the line. Just another guy that just is very efficient. You kind of know what you're getting from him. What he averages, he might go a little bit less, a little bit more, but he'll never kind of give you a random bad night off. Especially this week, he has shown that. Yeah, and LaMarcus has gotten a lot better as the season's gone. He is 
you know, really coming into it now, starting to learn how to play with DeMar DeRozan. They got off to that cold start, but uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is definitely on track now. All right, and the next player, 19th best player over the past week, Kevin Durant, Golden State Warriors. We all know Durant, just like Curry, are both top five, top six, however you might want to adjust it, but they're top-notch players. And Durant, just like Curry, did slightly below his season average. And yet again, we're still talking about him at top 20. Durant, season average, 28 points. This last week, 24 and a half. And yet we're still talking about him. He just did the same thing as Curry. He just did slightly above his season average. And yet a top 20 player. Um, he did get almost three blocks a game. So he's, blo- he's gotten more blocks this past week. Now, I don't know if with DeMarcus, if that's something that might be opening up in his game. Maybe it's just a couple good game streak. That might be something we look into. But uh, other than that, Durant's been the same guy. Yeah, and DeMarcus Cousins could, coming back, certainly could affect those block numbers in a positive way. You might think it would affect it in a negative way, but hear me out. With DeMarcus Cousins, he's a more mobile center. Uh, You know, he's more likely to come play outside of the paint, both on offense and defense. And if he comes out of the paint to guard someone out on the perimeter on defense, that opens up room for guys like Kevin Durant, even Draymond Green to get more blocks and play more of an interior defense role. Whereas, you know, when you had a guy like Kevon Looney or Jordan Bell out there with them, they're just going to sit in the paint all day. So just something to watch. You know, obviously the return of DeMarcus Cousins, we want to see how that affects the guys on offense too. Um, But so far they seem to be playing pretty well together. All right, and the next guy, and he, we will also be talking about him on waiver wire free agency, probably the most urgent ad in the wake of the Victor Oladipo injury would be Darren Collison of the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, he is a must-own right now, 18 points, um, almost nine assists, uh, almost two three-pointers. He's getting over th- 31 minutes a game. Get him right now. His last... Three games, nine assists, eight assists, nine assists, two steals, one steal, one steal, 19 points, 17 points, 18 points. Get him. He's there. It's it's free. Like, have it. It's it just is greatness. Just take it if he's there. And Collison was trending up before Oladipo got injured, and now with him being out, he is an obvious ad. So with that being said, we're going to move right into the waiver wire free agency segment. All right, on to the waiver wire free agency segment. Let's just pick up right where we left off with Darren Collison. Also going to talk about Tyreek Evans. Both of these players are interesting ads with the news, Victor Oladipo is out for the year with that torn quadricep. Uh, both of these guys are guys you might want to look at. Want to be clear here, Darren Collison is the must-add. Tyreek is the speculative add. Both players, when Oladipo was out earlier in the year with that sprained right knee, did a little bit better, but Darren Collison did a lot better. Tyreek really didn't do too much with the opportunity before and not sure that he's going to do much now, but uh, 
Collison is the clear must-add in this situation. Yeah, Collison is doubling his points, almost doubling his threes, um, getting you three more assists and more rebounds than his uh, career, his net career, his uh, season average. So since Oladipo's been hurt and so what Collison's been doing, he's only been improving, getting better. His numbers have been better, more opportunities, et cetera. Um, he, but the thing about him versus other players when other players go injured or hurt is college, his usage just spiked up. I mean, he went from a 10-point per game to now he's near 20. And on top of that, he's giving you over a steal, rebounds, assists, threes. Um, highly usage. He's being used a lot more in the Pacers' offense. Yeah, and speaking of usage, I saw an interesting stat on Twitter regarding Tyreek. And I guess when Tyreek was coming off the bench, um, playing that primary ball handling role, um, his usage rate sat right around 30%. And I guess in that first game back, uh, or not first game back, the first game with Victor Oladipo out, Tyreek Evans starting at shooting guard, his usage percentage was only 20%, so 10% lower than what it normally was. Now, Tyreek didn't have a terrible game his first game back, but uh, you know, only 9 points, only 24 minutes. The percentages were good, though. Nothing really here. He's slightly below his season average. I'm trying to wonder if maybe a player like Obadipo almost made Tyreek not better but maybe they worked better when they coexisted versus Kyle saying he's just strictly just getting more minutes and opportunities, just getting the ball more. You know, certain players um, feed off of one another, like uh, certain players do better. I wonder, I'm starting to wonder if Tyreek, I mean, here's the thing, his upside, he has upside. Yeah, and everybody is hoping that with Old Depot out that Tyreek will be that uh, same type of player he was in Memphis last year. Personally, I'm not seeing it, but that's why we called a speculative ad. We just add him and True. hope that it happens. All right, and the next guy, this is another guy who I think is a clear must-add, especially with DeAnthony Melton being injured for the next uh, two to three weeks. It's Kelly Oubre Jr., the Phoenix Suns. I think with Melton out, you're going to see a lot more of Devin Booker at point guard. Kelly Oubre's minutes were pushing upwards anyways, but uh, now with Booker probably going to be playing more time at point guard, there's going to be a lot more minutes on the wings. Oubre's going to benefit. Obviously, Bridges benefits. Josh Jackson benefits. Uh, you know, Even TJ Warren, to some extent, will benefit when he comes back. Uh, but yeah, right now, Oubre is a clear must-add, in my opinion. Yeah, everything happens. Even with TJ Warren being out, that definitely is working in Kelly Oubre's favor currently. Just more touches. Um, he's getting a lot of points. He's kind of getting every category. He's touching everything around. He's getting you assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, threes, and playing over, well over 30 minutes a game. Yeah, so if Oubre is on your waiver wire free agency pool, go pick him up. Next guy we touched on a little bit earlier in the top 20 performers of the past week, um, and that is Jaleel Okafor, a massive beneficiary of injuries. The top three bigs in New Orleans are all hurt, obviously Davis being the biggest, uh, but Miritich is hurt, Julius Randle's hurt, so uh, 
there's a massive opportunity for Jaleel Okafor, and he is taking advantage of it so far. So keep in mind, this is a short-term ad. Once Davis comes back, once Miritich comes back, once Randall comes back, he's not going to get this sort of opportunity he's getting now. But while he is, you ride the wave. It's funny, too. It's like, put him on another team. It's like, hey, this guy's good if you give him minutes. <laughs> but as soon as Davis comes back, he's going to go back to getting you six points and four rebounds a game. But for the time being, he's playing like an all-star. So, yeah, if you have a tough matchup and trying to get somewhere in the standings or rankings with positioning or whatever, short-term ad, pick him up. It's easy. I mean, he's literally playing like an all-star. But it's just funny how you take away the minutes and everyone forgets about him. And this is really good to see. If you own Jaleel Okafor in a dynasty oh, league, yeah. this this has got to be amazing news for you. Because even though the opportunity is going to go away once Davis, Miritich, and Randall come back, what this shows, and you can see it if you've been watching the Pelicans at all, uh, with Okafor starting at center, he looks so much more energized and engaged than he did his rookie year in Philadelphia or even with Brooklyn last year. Um, he he looks like he cares. He looks like he's in better shape. He's energized. He's hustling. And we got to keep in mind, this guy was a third overall pick. I mean, this this is a guy that has a boatload of talent. And if all of a sudden he's starting to put it together – I mean, you know, Jaleel Okafor could be a guy that, you know, if he's given a starting role somewhere, could be a top 50 player, especially when you think about it. He's the type of guy that is going to be a better fantasy player than he is in real life. Uh, so you, you just got to hope that, you know, maybe whether it be with the Pelicans or another team, that he finds a situation long-term that will give him those 25 to 30 minutes a game that he needs to be fantasy relevant. Yeah. All right, and the next player, another guy who's criminally underrated. I think he's a clear must-add uh, by Z-score. He's actually a top 60 player on the season. It's Dwayne Dudman of the Atlanta Hawks. Just doing some ridiculous things. thing that's nice about him, he doesn't need minutes to produce. And if he does get traded from the Hawks into a situation where he gets more minutes, look out. This guy could be scary good. Yeah, he's getting uh, a lot of threes from the strictly center position. Not power forward eligible, center. His percentages are great, getting threes. He's a stretch big guy. I mean, if you watch the Hawks play, he's very mobile and everything. Um, getting you a block and over a steal points. Wait, why? He yeah, he definitely should be owned, <laughs> like in leagues or uh, rostered. <laughs> yeah, and ESPN not even rostered by twenty five percent of people. That's weird. Yeah. I know ESPN percentages are usually a little bit off, but if Dwayne Dedman is on your waiver wire, go pick him yeah, up. He's killing it. All right, and the next guy, this guy's more of a long shot, but he's very interesting. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder are starting him now. The minutes are just shooting up out of nowhere, and he's starting to look really nice. It's Terrence Ferguson of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, his season average is 23 minutes, but his last week he's getting over 30. 
So like Adam said, you're just playing a lot more minutes, and with that being, he's doubling your scoring. Um, yeah, it's slightly over 12, but he's getting almost three three-pointers, um, giving you a couple of steals, rebounds. But he's definitely one of those things where if you need a certain category, whether it be steals or three-pointers or points, you kind of know where he's going. If you watch the Thunder play, he does play a lot. So when you see a, a player that plays a lot of minutes, that means he has more opportunity to produce more. So Ferguson is a great player to potentially add because he plays all those minutes recently. Therefore, he has more time to, you know, produce. And keep in mind, Terrence Ferguson is a first-round pick. He's only 21. Um, you know, good percentages too. 50, over 55% from the field goal, from a shooting guard position. So he's making all those threes, all the shots, over 55%. That's amazing. You're winning the week. If you are shooting... 49%, you're more likely going to win your week in field goal. So, mm-hmm. great so, yeah. and And he could have a good role with the Thunder long term. He looks to be like that 3 and D shooting guard that they were just never, never able to find. Um, so, you know, he's worth a nice speculative ad. Might fall off, you know, obviously if he's there or Dwayne Dedman's there or if he's there or Darren Collison's there, he's there, Kelly Oubre's there. You go with Collison, you go with Oubre, you go with Dedman. But he's probably next in line after that. If it's not him, then it's going to be this next guy, and that's Ivica Zubak of the L.A. Lakers. And, man, you never know what's going to happen with that center rotation in L.A., um, but he is just, I mean, he's just playing ridiculous. He's starting now. Um, Tyson Chandler didn't play on Sunday, and he had an absolute monster game. Only him and McGee were splitting the minutes. Um, but, it, I mean, if you just watch the Lakers, he just, the kid's good, and it, it's hard to deny it. And with what he's doing recently, I, I think you got to go give him an ad. He does not miss. He's literally like watching Durant or Curry when it comes to the line. And for whatever reason, they follow him. And he shoots a decent amount of free throws. He makes all of them. Tonight, he got 24 points, 4 blocks, and 16 rebounds. I know they rotate these three centers, but even with one of them out, I mean, he's that's MVP numbers. I mean... Even before that, he's still getting eight rebounds, 18 points, a block, seven rebounds, 26 points, 12 rebounds. I, I still am kind of confused on how uh, L.A. does the rotation with centers because they have three of them, like Adam was saying earlier. But Zubak, I mean, if you're going down the list of players to add, you got to keep your eyes on him. Yeah, and one thing to note, too, obviously with the Lakers really uh, looking to add at the trade deadline – Zubak could be a guy that they include in trade discussions. We all know that LeBron is not a fan of younger players, and Zubak is a younger guy. LeBron is probably going to prefer McGee and Tyson Chandler over Zubak, even though Zubak is probably the best center in that L.A. rotation. But, I mean, if you're a rebuilding team and you're, like, let's say, obviously... I don't think this is going to happen because I think the Pelicans are going to keep Anthony Davis. But let's just say for the sake of example, you're the Pelicans and you're trading Davis to the Lakers and you get back a guy like Ivica Zubak, you know, he's going to start in New Orleans. He's going to play 30 minutes and 
you know, he's doing really well in LA with just 20 minutes. So if Zubak is included in a trade package for LA to go get a star and gets put into a starting role or even a primary big role off the bench, as long as he's getting 25 to 30 minutes, I mean, you're looking at a guy that could shoot into the top 70, top 60 pretty easily. So yeah, Zubak is not only a short-term ad, but he could be a long-term ad too, especially heading into the trade deadline. All right, the next guy, um, this is more of a medium-term ad because when Clint Capella comes back, this guy is not going to play as much as he is now, but it's Kenneth Freed of the Houston Rockets. Uh, yeah, since uh, he's been with the Rockets, he's gotten 15 points and nine rebounds with a steal and almost two blocks while shooting great from the field goal and getting almost 30 minutes a game. So uh, definitely a good short-term ad. Just pay attention to Clint Capella's injury and Chris Paul. They're nursing him back into. I know it's different positioning, but you know there's only one ball when it's all said and done. But uh, Freed is doing his job as a big man and getting big man numbers. Yep, and, uh, you know, like I said, medium-term ad. When Capella comes back, he's probably only going to play 20 minutes a game. Uh, he does look better out there than Nene, though, and I do think that, you know, he could take the bulk of the backup minutes, even with Capella back. And, you know, he's, he's you know, a good locker room guy, guy that the Rockets love having around. High energy. And so we just keep we we keep our eye on Freed. We add him in the short term and just see what happens when Capella returns. I agree. All right, and that does it for the waiver wire free agency section. Now we are going to move on to some injury news. All right, time to talk about some injury news. Denver Nuggets' Jamal Murray is going to be out Monday with that ankle sprain. Uh, aggravated it, I believe it was in Friday's game. Uh, yes. Yeah, against the Sixers, only had 12 points. Or not Sixers, the Suns. Only had uh, uh, 13 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds, 3 threes. This all was in the first half. He looked poised to have a great game and then sprained that ankle. Uh, Mike Malone, uh, before the game against the Sixers that he did not play in, uh, said that that ankle was really swollen. Um, And, yeah, so we just want to keep our eye on Jamal Murray. Hope it's nothing too long-term probably be out for a week or so if I had to guess but doesn't look to be anything too serious just an ankle sprain um, but we will keep our eye on him uh, Danio Gallinari LA Clippers um, they say he is close to returning from the back spasms missed the past week back spasms you know that's usually what that causes you to do miss a week it's usually not too much longer then uh, Portland Trailblazers, uh, Damian Lillard, looks like he missed a game with a knee injury. Uh, 
Now here's here's one that really stinks. Spencer Dinwiddie going to be out three to six weeks. Uh, had surgery on his thumb. It's really going to shake things up in Brooklyn. How do you think this is going to affect the rotation in Brooklyn, Michael? I think you have people like Theo Pinson, who no one knows about, a little Tar Heel guy. But people like him are going to start getting a lot more minutes. So, yeah, no, Dinwiddie is going to make players like, uh, if we're talking strictly fantasy, yeah, it's unfortunate what happened. But D'Angelo Russell is going to open up. Uh, when Levert comes back, which is a couple weeks from now, right? Yeah, give or take. Er, early February is the time. Tape. So all the guards and lighter forwards in Brooklyn are just gonna get more opportunities because Dinwiddie he had the ball in his hands a lot from coming off the bench. He was, I mean, he was an option for six man of the year. There's definitely a candidate, and it is unfortunate because Brooklyn is uh, making a stand. They are six in the uh, East right now, and Dinwiddie was a big part of that success. And him going down is just unfortunate for the whole organization, and if you have him in fantasy, you felt probably really good when you first got him, whether you drafted him or picked him up on waivers, and seeing him go down just really sucks, because you felt like you had kind of a good gem at that point, but uh, you know, all good things come to an end, they say, and uh, not saying he's out, but I mean, he's going to be gone for some time now. And he'll he'll probably be out into most teams' fantasy playoffs. Yeah. could get him, you know, back towards the beginning or towards the middle of your fantasy playoffs, depending on when they start. Um, terrible news for the Nets, though. Yeah. Um, interesting in New Orleans, their top three bigs are all out right now. Anthony Davis should be back sometime this upcoming week. Julius Randle, we don't really know what's going on. They haven't really talked too much about his ankle injury. Um, he just missed a couple games so far, but we really don't know how serious it is. Uh, Nick Lemiritich, God, this guy can't catch a break. He finally gets back from that sprained ankle, which for whatever reason kept him out for almost a month. Uh, he finally comes back, plays four games, then sprains his calf, and now he's out for another week or two. <laughs> just give me a break. Then... Uh, Kyle Anderson, questionable to return Monday. He is finally getting close. Yeah, I thought he was going to be out longer initially. I think it was uh, two to four weeks, um, they said. But if there's a chance that he comes back this coming Monday, that means only a week and a half, two weeks he's been gone versus the initial two to four. And when you hear two to four or three to seven, we know whatever, you're always going to assume the worst whenever you hear it. So um, it's always nice to hear um, for those Kyle Anderson owners or people that are looking at potentially adding someone to see him coming back from an injury sooner than anticipated. That's always nice to see. And Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton, uh, missed Sunday's game, continues to miss games with that ankle injury. However, Igor Kokoshkov said that he could play Tuesday. DeAnthony Melton with his ankle injury is now out for three to four weeks. Terrible news for the Suns. Uh, he looked like he might be a long-term solution at that point guard spot. Maybe if not the starter, at least the backup. I still think Devin Booker is their best point guard and should play the point guard spot. Um, Rashawn Holmes also returned from his injury on Sunday. Uh, the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma missed a game with a hip, and he's just been missing games left and right. Kind of weird. Um and Tristan Thompson out for two more weeks with that foot injury. 
not great to see. Uh, you know, TT's been pretty good this year, but, you know, just missing games here and there with these random injuries. Uh, Larry Nance returns, still doesn't look right. Um, Kevin Love, we still have no idea when he is going to be back. Uh, how, do, how What do you think about the big rotation in Cleveland right now, Michael? Uh, kind of, uh, I don't want to say mess, but they, we just don't, just don't really know exactly what they're doing as far as establishing a big and seeing what they can do with it. I know we're trying to, um, you know, nurse Nance back in, but uh, Ziggs, I mean, they just keep losing. They did beat Chicago tonight, barely. But as far as the big rotation, I'd say just a little bit of confusion and a lack of consistency with health. Yeah, and they just need to hope that Kevin Love comes back sooner rather than later. All right, and that does it for the injury news segment. Time to hand out the weekly awards. All right, the first award, the Stat Stuffer of the Week. For the first time ever, we have co-winners because it was too hard to pick just one. And they are Kyrie Irving of the Boston Celtics and Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Both these two players just had an absolutely ridiculous week, and it was impossible to pick just one. So instead, we picked both of them. Yeah, with Kyrie, the past week, he's getting you 30 points, and he had back-to-back uh, 10 assist games. Um, and the game before, he had his back-to-back at 5, but even before that, 11 assists. Um, he had one game where he had 8 steals. So in the, in the past week, he's averaging five. That definitely eight still helped. But he's still giving you steals, which are increasing assists, which is increasing minutes, are increasing points, are increasing. Kyrie just had a great week overall. And Jokic, he practically averaged not only a double-double with 30 and 20, but also triple-double with uh, eight assists. He's had a phenomenal week, getting many minutes, threes, um, rebounds, 11, 21, 18. And he did have to sit out a game this week, but only because he had to rush the court. You know, a suspension, but it was against Phoenix. But Yeah, and those numbers we were talking about were Nikola Jokic, not Wilt Chamberlain, just, just to be clear there. <laughs> All right. right. And the next award of the day is the lousy line of the week. <laughs> All right, and the lousy line of the week goes to Kevin Knox, the New York Knicks. Uh, he's averaging 11 shots per game this past week, and out of those 11, he's making three of them. So he's shooting slightly over 26% the past week. I mean, everyone has their slumps, I get it, but if he is on your roster, he just killed your field goal for no good reason whatsoever. I mean, not only you shoot bad, you don't make a lot of points, nine points per game. You can pick that up anywhere. Just a lousy week from the guy. And that uh, 55% free throw percentage didn't help anything either. Really, the only thing he did over the past week, he blocked a shot per game, got five boards per game. Other than that, pretty much below league average on every other stat. Um, but, you know, Kevin Knox is a rookie. He has ups and downs like any other rookie, but dreadful week from him. All right, and on the other token of rookies, the rookie performer of the past week goes to... 
the Don Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, yeah, you got your 22, 8 assists, and almost 9 rebounds. It's almost a triple-double. The only thing that I want to say concerning, um, he does shoot a lot, and when he does shoot, it's below 40% at 39. But, I mean, I know it's only a category. You can say that about anything. But it's definitely a category where it's less predictable versus you know he's going to get you at least seven, eight rebounds. You know he's going to get you over 20. But... um. As far as rookie goes, he seemed like he's going to win rookie of the year, in my opinion. And it's just another great week for Doncic. Yeah, and I do agree with that. I do think Luka Doncic is probably the favorite to win the rookie of the year. I do think he, Jaron Jackson Jr., and DeAndre Ayton have kind of separated from them. They have separated themselves from the pack as far as rookies go. And I think a lot of... A lot of weeks we will be handing out this award to one of those three, um, but we'll always see Trey Young could slip in there. You never know. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander every now and then might a uh, blind squirrel might find a nut. Uh, but great week for Luka Doncic. Always love to see that. And that does it for the weekly awards. Now we are going to preview Week 16 in fantasy basketball. previewing the upcoming week in fantasy basketball week 16 uh let's take a look at the number of games played i am sorry if you have anyone on the portland trailblazers only one game this week a few teams with five games this week cleveland minnesota phoenix sacramento toronto uh Teams with four games this week. You got Atlanta, Boston, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Denver, Indiana, the LA Clippers, Memphis, and the New York Knicks. And every other team plays three games this week. All right, Michael, let's hear about the back-to-backs. Uh, the back-to-backs, Monday, Tuesday. Start out your week. You're feeling a little confident. You want something? Well, it's got to be from the Nets. That's the only back-to-back you're getting. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, feeling a little more confident in the week. Well, there's three teams. You have Chicago. There's probably a lot of people we can pick up there. Uh, the Pelicans, again, if Okafor's there, got to pick them up. And uh, Washington Wizards. Wednesday, Thursday, you have the Dallas Mavericks and Indiana Pacers. Uh, Thursday, Friday, no one. So in the middle of the week, right, when you're starting to establish what you can win, lose, etc., no back-to-backs. So nice try. Friday, Saturday, you don't really see a lot of back-to-backs there, especially on the weekends a lot, but Friday and Saturday, you got the Atlanta Hawks, Charlotte, Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets, Miami Heat, and Utah Jazz. A lot of back-to-backs at Friday, Saturday action. But that also follows with the Saturday, Sunday being slim to none. So um, the Clippers are what you're going to end with, unless you're really winning your week and you want to get a head start in the next week. But uh, the Clippers on that Saturday to Sunday weekend is your back-to-back. All right. And uh, light games, Monday, Friday, there are only five games. Sunday, there's only three games. Uh, Teams that play Monday and Friday, you got the Hawks, Boston, Charlotte, Denver, Memphis, and New York. With Memphis, New York, Atlanta, Boston, 
Charlotte, Denver, all of those teams also have four games. So those are really going to be the teams that you want to stream this week because not only do they have four games, but they play on those days where there aren't that many other games, really helping that uh, streaming value, especially if you have a limited number of acquisitions and you can't just pick players up left and right. Uh, one guy that would be interesting to target if um, somebody dropped him while he was hurt and he plays on Monday is obviously Kyle Anderson. Alonzo Trier, Damian Dotson are guys on the Knicks that could be worth an add. Definitely Mitchell Robinson, too, with David Fisdale seemingly deciding not to give Ennis Cantor any minutes in the Knicks rotation. Uh, the Hawks, we talked about Deadman earlier. Even guys like DeAndre Bembry could be worth an add. Boston, you know, you got Jalen Brown. Uh, there's always Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Charlotte. There's not too much. Bismack Biombo, Willie Hernan Gomez. Kid Gilchrist really isn't doing much. I Marvin mean, Williams, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, Marvin Williams, he'll. He'll get you that 12-7, and seven, you know. If he's playing a lot of games in a week and you're desperate, Marvin Williams will – I don't know, he's not a bad pick, if, again, if you're desperate. Yeah, Denver, you got maybe Torrey Craig, Monty Morris, just you know, guys Lyles, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Monday and Sunday, you got Boston, L.A., Memphis, and New York. So I guess if you really want to zero into it, Boston – Memphis and New York, those three teams probably have that best schedule because they play on all Monday, Friday, and Sunday. They hit all three of those. Uh, So those three teams in particular are probably going to have your best streaming value, especially, like I said, if you have a limited number of additions. All right, and that will do it for today's episode of Habanero Hoops. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm going to end it with uh, who would you rather have on your team Uh, on this week. I am going to ask Adam, who would you rather have on your team, Paul George or Kevin Durant? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Although I think Paul George is playing slightly better on the season so far, I'm still actually going to go Kevin Durant just because of his history and reputation as being that top 10 player. This is the first year in a while that Paul George has been a top 10 guy. And while I believe that the results are real, I I just trust Kevin Durant's track record a little more. Both are great players. Both are top 10 players on the year. But if I have to choose one, in the end, I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. I agree. I want it to be a coin flip, but in the end, Durant just has so much better field goal percentage all across percentages and field goal, free throw. He's elite at those. Not saying Paul George isn't, but Kevin Durant is on a top tier in that way. He will give you the blocks. He is very consistent. Again, not saying Paul George isn't, but I just trust Durant hair more. Yep, I agree with that. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to Jackson Eastley for the updated intro song. And uh, Michael and I look forward to talking with you all next week. Goodbye, everyone.